If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. There's a bit of a paradox in that the more that you try to like internalize your own confidence and like, I'm good, I'm going to do this. Like it just seems to almost plateau, if not go down. (laughs) Uh, I've discovered the best hack in increasing my own confidence and my own value of myself is to pour it back into other people. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels, from brand new to burnt out, who want to grow in business. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. Since starting Jennings Photo in 2010, growing a photo business has brought me so many opportunities. It's changed my life for the better, and I want that for you too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Looking for a professional website for your photography business? Then check out Pro Photo. They offer tons of beautiful designs to choose from and a builder that gives you full control to customize however you'd like so you won't get stuck with a cookie cutter site or have to pay a fortune for a custom one. With top-of-the-line dedicated web hosting and amazing support, let ProPhoto partner with you to make your website a great one. Right now, for listeners of the Photo Business Help podcast, ProPhoto is offering a special introductory rate of only $25 per month for the first 18 months when you sign up using the coupon code PHOTOBIZHELP. So that's $25 per month, almost half off, For the first 18 months that you try this out, this is hosting with the beautiful templates. The code is PHOTOBIZHELP, B-I-Z, when you check out. So whether you've never had a website before or you're looking to make a switch, using ProPhoto will give you a site you can be proud of and the support you can trust. And I can speak to this. I use ProPhoto for my theme. I have for about eight years now. I'm now hosting with them. Their customer support is unparalleled. They're an amazing company to work with. Once again, $25 per month for the first 18 months with a special listener code, PHOTOBIZHELP. Thanks for listening. This is part two of my two-part interview with Ben Hartley. Ben is the founder of Style & Story based in Tampa, Florida, which was named one of the top 10 wedding photographers in the country in 2017 and 2020. If you missed part one of my interview with Ben, Head on back and check that out. This is part two. And without further ado, let's jump right in. Well, let's talk a little bit about tangible stuff related to mindset. So I don't know if you have anything that you can offer up just sort of off the cuff. But, you know, when I think about mindset stuff, I mean, there's a a lot of places you can go. And and sometimes folks are like, I don't, you know, I just can't meditate. I don't want to do that, you know, like, or different tools that are available, people can be frustrated by them because it is a practice. Um, Is there something that you have as kind of like a go-to or like something that really works for you when you find yourself in like kind of a poopy mindset? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So 
the first thing that I would say is you've got to make space. Like, I don't know if you're like me, but my mind is always running and it's always digesting. It's always taking shit in. It's always consuming. And then it's regurgitating that into me. And I've got to make space. Like, um, have you ever had a shower thought? Do you know what I mean? Where you're just like, you're washing your hair in the oh, shampoo yeah. and then boom, it hits you. Yeah, this idea yeah. for this podcast or whatever it is, right? Yeah. For me, it's like the before bed thought. It's like Absolutely. the moment that I'm like, oh, I can I can let it go now. And then the thoughts Why come. does that happen? Why do you get the shower? It's, be- it's because finally... You've turned off the water running down you is rather therapeutic. The like the kids are gone. The stress is like you've you've found this clearing. You've found this little space accidentally. You've haphazardly stumbled into it. And my aim for mindset would be like, well, what would it look like to have like we'll call them shower thoughts, right? These these clearings like all the time. What would it look like to like to create a space where um, your your mind is actually open to receive? the gift of new ideas and uh, new beliefs and new possibilities that you could actually create from rather than being dictated by what you're consuming. And so my, my first thought on mindset is no one's got space. Y'all just taking shit in. Y'all just digesting and consuming everybody else's opinion. And it's, and it's their opinion. And suddenly now it's your opinion like, like, like suddenly now you're like, That's it's, right. it's a part of you and you're like, well, where did this come from? It, it came from everything that you're taking. So, so man, delete it, turn it off. Like we're building a house right now. I think I just mentioned that in, in, in Tampa, I just met with the cable people and, and they're like, all right, where do you want the TV? I'm like, fuck it. I don't want the cable. Don't give me the cable. I'm not getting it. I don't want it. And, but then of course, you know, TV is just on our phones anyhow, but like right, delete the apps. There's a great uh, thing I use for Facebook called called um, Newsfeed Eliminator. I just like removed my entire newsfeed on Facebook. So when I go in, I, I go in and I'm a part of the groups, right? I'm a part of communities and, and Facebook groups. And so I go in and I manage my community. I manage my group there, but my newsfeed is eliminated. That's amazing. When I get in my car, NPR doesn't come on anymore. Listen, I get it. Uh, but I just, I want space and I'm going to protect it. Like it's my life because it is. And so I'm going to try to protect as much as I can the space. And and this includes just like other people's chatter. That's right. That's right. So if I start hearing gossip, if I start hearing the bullshit, I literally would just throw up a peace sign just sometimes to myself in my own brain. Sometimes I'll just like low key, just like, I'll just like drop a little thing. It's yeah. my little, it's my yeah. signal. It's like my little tick. It's like a piece. <laughs> and then I'm out. I'm like, Hey guys, I'm out of here. I'm like, I'll just, I'll just leave <laughs> because I'm That's protecting right. my right. brain. I'm protecting my mind because it is the creator of everything that I got in my life. And I'm going to protect it like it is. Well, and it's sacred space. It really is. I pers- my personal belief is very similar in that those ideas, those shower thoughts, I mean, that is how you change your patterning in mm-hmm. your life. Like those are the things that are coming in from whether it be like higher consciousness or just your own brain being like, I finally had a break, get this, you know, what, whatever your belief system, creating that space, I think is so, so, so important. Um, and I think I like the idea of just recommending to folks because obviously meditation straight up, just sitting quietly can be really frustrating when you're beginning that practice. That's what I hear the most. Cause I, talk about meditation all the time and people are like, well, I just can't. And, and I think just 
taking a shower or just sitting on a park bench and staring at like a flower or something and not having your phone on, not having your Facebook news feed in your face, you know, all that kind of stuff. I think it's really, really valuable. And that, that space is, I think where we create our best work from. So I'm really glad that, mm-hmm. that you brought that up. And and to the real quick, even to that point, one of the reasons personally that I've had the trouble with meditation is because again, I, I've heard it like, Hey, go meditate. All this stuff. And, and, and then I would, it, with, when there's no clearing, when I'm not protecting my mental space, when I'm not protecting what I'm consuming and what I'm seeing and what I'm reading and what people are saying to me, we're not protecting that. It's like, I, again, I have three kids and it'd be like trying to meditate after they're all crying at my feet and screaming at me. And then me being like, okay guys, one second, I'm going to go meditate real quick. And then I go shut the door and then I try to meditate. I try to find space. It's like zero to 60 or or rather 60 to zero. It's like you're screaming down the highway and then you're just going to try to just like stop immediately and go meditate. And it's not going to happen. It's going to be so much harder. And this is why when you can kind of gradually land the plane, I'm, I'm jumping over from analogies, by totally the way, fine. from a car now to a plane. When you can gradually land the plane, uh, meaning like my space is protected and I'm not having all of these thoughts running through my head rampantly and I can gradually land it and I can go into a meditative state. It's so much easier than the, than the crash landing of like listening to everybody else's opinion and then just being, okay, great. Now I'm going to go meditate. And I close my eyes and I try to focus on my breath. And all I can focus on is all of the bullshit that I've been listening That's to right. for the last two hours. That's right. And actually that exact analogy works very well for when I when I speak to stretches of work time, because I think we like, we like sit down at our desk. We're like, yeah, I'm going to get a bunch of stuff done. And like, we expect to dive in and like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's also a, a zero to 60 kind of thing, but you know, there's a great book by Cal Newport called deep work. And it, mm-hmm. it outlines just like how much time and quiet time, quiet, uninterrupted time, our brains need to like, like land the plane slowly, like really get into it. And, Usually I find that, you know, 20 minutes in, I'm starting to sort of focus versus expecting yourself to be like in it, you know, I blocked off 30 minutes to get this done. It's like, well, you might get distracted if that's all you have, you know? Yeah. There's a great resource. Uh, Trevor Blake has a book called Three Simple Steps. Highly recommend it. If if you're if you're awesome. liking the idea of clearing space and protecting your brain and your mindset in order to find breakthroughs and more opportunities and possibilities. Yeah, Trevor Blake, Three Simple Steps. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Well, let's let's kind of as we wrap up, we'll dig in. Um <laughs> as, we, as we wrap up the episode, we'll dive in. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. We'll just we'll just go wherever this takes us. But I, I am I mean, you had you had mentioned um, you know, the importance of communicating your value. And mm. um I would love to just touch on that if you if you'd like to or if you have um something top of mind that you want to say around that. I think that it's it's related to mindset stuff. It's certainly related to imposter syndrome. Like I can't charge that, Mm. you know, that kind of stuff. So I guess what are your thoughts on a photographer? Yeah. Someone listening to this, learning how to communicate their value. This will be good because I think it does tie to the imposter syndrome in the way that we're going to think about it differently. I think a lot of photographers feel like if, if only they could connect with a client in a way and they, and the client would understand the value of their work, then they would pay, you know, and they would pay good money for it. And this is where a lot of photographers feel stuck in the middle market. I just can't break out. You know, maybe if you're a wedding photographer out of that $2,500 mark out of that $3,000 mark, people just don't seem to see the value in what I do. 
And, and so we do all the things to try to get them to see the value. And this is where the imposter syndrome comes in because now we're like, we're trying to flex and we're trying to focus so much on ourselves. And so we're certainly we're improving our work and that's awesome. Always be improving your work. Right. right. And we're, and we're showcasing testimonials and awards and uh, how long we've been in business and, and the equipment that we use and um, just to try to get people to see our value. And in the process, we're so focused on ourselves that it starts to like invert in a way. And we start to feel like, am I worth it? I'm so focused on trying to convince people of my worth that that imposter syndrome sneaks in. It reminds me of um, confidence in some ways. You know, a lot of people are trying to elevate their own confidence and their own self-esteem. And I understand that completely. Sure. there's a bit of a paradox in that the more that you try to like internalize your own confidence and like, I'm good, I'm going to do this. Like it it just seems to almost plateau, if not go down. (laughs) Uh, I've discovered the best hack in increasing my own confidence and my own value of myself is to pour it back into other people, right? Mm. If I wanted to elevate my own self-worth, I'm going to try to elevate yours instead, right? And in my ability to just like, pour everything into you and to, to like that actually seems to be the thing that elevates my own. And I say that because when we're meeting with our clients and we're trying to get them to understand that I and my photography am worth it, we're stalling out. And instead we need to do something very counterintuitive. Um, track with me on this. Why would someone spend $10,000 on wedding photography if they didn't believe that they and their friends and their family and the people in those photographs are worth $10,000. Mm. They won't. Mm-hmm. They certainly won't. Absolutely. If 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 I'm a or if I'm like a, a parent and I'm going to get some family photographs, right? Yep. I'm not going to drop three thousand dollars on family photographs if I don't first see that my my family is worth spending three thousand dollars on. That's right. And so, in a conversation with a lead, a lot of times what happens as photographers is we we say, "Hey, Natalie, this is going to be incredible. Um, we're going to have such an, a great time." And listen, I'm not just like any other photographer. I'm going to like really connect with you in this process. I'm going to serve you the whole way and make sure that you're taken care of. Honestly, I become close friends with so many of my clients mm-hmm. uh, through the experience that we have. And and when I create artwork for you, it's not just going to be digital. This is going to exist as like an heirloom for you and future generations for your kids to see themselves grow up. And I love that I get to do that for my couples. And this is one of the reasons, you know, why it's going to be, you know, $3,000 for this session or whatever it is. Of course. That didn't sound too bad, actually. It sounds like a lot of the shit that we say to our leads. And all I'm doing in that conversation is trying to convince you that I'm worth it. That's right. I'm trying to sell you (laughs) on the fact that I'm worth it. Mm -hmm. And instead, I do something differently. Going back to the confidence route, instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend all of my energy and all of my time in the communication, allowing you to see, Natalie, that you are worth it that your friends and family are worth it. And if I can open up again, if I can create a clearing for you to see in new perspective, shit, man, my family, they actually might be worth investing $3,000 in. Mm-hmm. Now we actually have the possibility for a sale to take place, right? Now we actually have, and it's not a military thing. It's literally like, I'm just going to create a space for it. And I'm going to ask you questions that maybe you'll come to that conclusion through your own answers. And maybe you won't. And if you won't all good, you're not going to buy, but maybe you will. 
right? Because again, if I say there's this guy, Jonathan Stark, he's incredible. He says this, if I say it, if I'm convincing you, if I'm selling you on my testimonials, then it's selling. Mm. But if you say it, if I ask you questions out of genuine curiosity and you answer those questions and you say it, we are closing, right? And so the thing that you would be saying, by the way, isn't anything about photography, the things that you might be discovering and then speaking. Remember how we started this podcast, right? It's like what you speak becomes reality. Leslie spoke photography into existence for me. And so if I ask you questions and you say it, you speak it, it becomes something real for you. The value that you have for your family that might be in those photographs, there's like a new thing that you're like, oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. That's right. It's a very different way to consider value. And now the whole way, I'm not focused on me. I'm not focused on me. I'm not focused on my work. I'm not focused on how long I've been in business and how many awards I got. The imposter syndrome doesn't come up for me because the emphasis isn't narrowly on me. It's entirely on you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And it's, it's such a, it's such an interesting thing in, you know, I hear a lot of pushback from folks about sales. It's a big one, especially with weddings. You really have mm. to, you have this large investment that folks are, are looking at. And, um, I think that's a really wonderful reminder. Do you have any examples? And I'm sure you do in some of your resources, which we'll link to yeah. in the notes, but do you have just a couple examples before we wrap up of like a, a question or two that, that mm. you would ask somebody in that situation? Yeah, there's a great question. I call it the golden question. Uh, originally invented by a gentleman named Dan Sullivan. Uh, he, he calls it the Dan Sullivan question, but I think it's a little, it feels dated. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's a, this is the Sullivan, the Ed Sullivan show. Uh, so um, the golden question goes like this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to future pace uh, you actually experiencing. Unknown caller. Yeah. I apologize. It's all good. I love when stuff like that happens. It just went through my phone. We can okay. just leave it on. <laughs> it's not my wife, so I'm not going to answer it. Okay. So, so the golden question goes like this. I'm going to cast a future worth having. Meaning I'm going to future pace you three years after the session. Let's say it's three years after the wedding. And I'm going to allow you to exist in that space. And, uh, and I'm going to get really curious about what you see in that space. But, and so listen, here's, here's how it might go. So Natalie, I want you to fast forward three years after the wedding. And it was perfect in all of its imperfections, right? Like all the things mm-hmm. that you knew were just going to happen, they happened. And it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and now it's just you two chilling at home. And it's a lazy Sunday. You got nowhere to be when you're sitting on the couch and, uh, and you're on your phone, you know, you're just like doing your own thing and your man, he's is sitting on the other side of the couch and, um, and you notice out of the corner of your eye, he reaches over and he grabs your wedding album. And again, you ain't paying no attention. You're on TikTok or something. <laughs> Maybe you're reading a book. <laughs> I don't know. But then you notice, he, he, like he he makes a little sound, maybe a little giggle, like a little audible noise, and you kind of like you notice that he's smiling, and so you set down whatever you're doing, and you scoot in closer to him, and you start flipping through these pages. Um, have you ever been watching a movie, Natalie, where like at some point in the film you catch yourself feeling? And then expressing on your face the same emotion as like the main character. Oh yeah, that happens to me like in commercials. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh. <laughs> so this happens as you're like turning the pages, you catch yourself beaming, like glowing. Mm-hmm. And so my question for you is this: Who is in those photographs 
And what are those people doing that is bringing this feeling to you right now? I'm imagining the couple that's like, oh my God, okay, this is amazing. You know, I mean, well, that's and, a, and yeah. but you just get yeah. different answers when you say who is in those photographs and what are they yeah. doing? You're not, you're not saying like, so do you like photojournalistic work or do you like more pose work? Do you like editorial? Do you like that's light? Right. Do you like dark and moody? Do you like bright? All right, what kind of details are you doing? This is all like, no one cares Right. But, but where we get to something that creates an opening for like, oh my goodness, the love that they have these people, they're going to start saying like, I, uh, I see a picture of, um, this is an example that I've actually heard from someone. I see a photograph of my dad standing in the front doorway and he's not ready for the work. Ah. And he smells like gasoline because he's been working on the car that we're going to leave. in. and I see that big grin on his face. That's a photograph that I see. Yeah, that's beautiful. You're going to start hearing stories of like real visions that people have that they've always dreamt of or the way that they want to experience the people that they love in their life. And when they start sharing this, I can then, we can just, we can add, talk more about what their dad may mean to them or tell me more about this, you know? And um, it just creates some really interesting conversations that lead you to powerful places. I totally agree. I'm a huge fan of putting myself in a space of curiosity as often as possible. I really believe that like judgment and curiosity can't exist in the same space. So if I find myself being in a space of like, hmm, I wonder what they're all about or whatever, you know, I try to just flip it and be curious. Like, well, maybe that person is feeling this way or whatever. But I think in business, being curious can take you so many places as well, you know, because mm -hmm. it's not, uh, as you said, I mean, I think the takeaway too is really taking it off of you and moving it into curiosity and, and storytelling and conversation, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Well, I think we should probably wrap up because we've been going a little while here, but one thing I love to ask folks at the end of every interview is, do you have a favorite piece of advice that you'd like to share. And it could be business advice. It could be just a quote that you turn to every morning. It could be anything, but do you yeah. have anything you'd like to leave folks with that, that lights you up a little bit? Yeah. Uh, keep showing up, man. Keep showing up. We need you. You need you. Your family needs you. Your clients need you. I need you. And I know you ain't got nothing original to say this is what your mind's telling you right now. Right. But the messenger is completely unique. Everything's been said. All the shit I've been saying right now in this whole interview, y'all have heard it somewhere else, but you haven't heard it from me. And so I'm going to keep showing up. Okay. Keep showing up. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. And thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview. I hope to have a conversation with you again sometime in the future. Thanks, Natalie. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Just a quick reminder, you can head over to benhartley.com forward slash links to check out some of what he's offering. If this interview resonated with you. As always, I'll be back every Tuesday and Thursday with more episodes for you to listen to. And thank you for listening. The Photo Business Help Greenhouse is the only membership of its kind that offers lifestyle photographers a nurturing space to connect a proven path to clarity using my experience with the other courses and content I've taught over the years and the exact tools that you need to grow a profitable and more importantly, enjoyable photography business without the burnout the overwhelm, and the feelings of isolation that many of us business owners get. So what's included? Uh, full access to the entire photosynthesis course, previously Profit Plan, and all of the other courses, 
weekly coaching, community, connection, a big old resource library, guest experts each month, talking about things like client communication, SEO, and mindset, and all sorts of other goodies, a private Facebook group for members only, exclusive events, all kinds of stuff. The Photo Business Help Greenhouse is a membership that you're going to want to at least take a look at if any of this sounds super fun to you. Before the doors officially open, which will be sometime this summer, 2021, you can jump on the Photo Business Help Greenhouse waitlist. And that way, when things happen and start to happen, you'll be the first to know and you can learn more about it then. So head to photobizhelp.com forward slash waitlist to get on the waitlist for the greenhouse. I hope you have a beautiful day. Remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key.